Inside Gaming is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't let hackers steal your financial details. Secure your data at expressvpn.com slash inside. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Tuesday. It's T one and a half Tuesday. I'm going to do a couple of those in case I got the fraction wrong. It's <laughs> two one over Tuesday. It's two one and a half Tuesday. It's two one point five Tuesday. It's, the T is separate from the one half. Not anymore. If you get that joke, you're a dork, and I insist you show yourself out. I'm a cool jock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're very cool. <laughs> to the rest of you non-nerds, happy Tuesday. Half-Life Alex is here, and it's really good. Oops, nerds uh, back in. What? I said show yourself out, and the nerds are back. Oh, and it looks like Valve has finally answered the age-old question, what the hell happened to Half-Life 3? Why did we skip right over that faded number and dive right into Alex? Autumn, one corner of your mouth is shiny. Uh, oh, so here's my beauty secret. Mother oily Vaseline all over your mouth. <laughs> I thought I was going crazy, and then when you would turn, it looked like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just a shiny so... Yeah, no, that's fine. That. It was just one part was, listen, we're all close. I could tell you when you're shiny. Someone feel like reading the script or... Uh, yeah, if you may have heard, the franchise is back with a big new release, and Valve's finally answering some questions that it's been famously reluctant to address. Well, uh, one, one dude from Valve, but uh, still, that's something. We're going to talk about why we never got Half-Life 3, but first, let's discuss these good reviews that the newest Half-Life is getting. A newest Half-Life. Jeez, it's been a while since anyone said that. A global pandemic, a new Half-Life game, what treasured times we live in. <laughs> I feel lucky to be here, you know? People in 1918 didn't have Half-Life. No, sir. But they did have half the life expectancy. Maybe less. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, I don't know about you, settlers. <laughs> I'm going to live to 200. Well, they lived to 17, and they had also had already had seven kids. Yeah, critics are really loving the long-awaited next installment in the franchise, even if it wasn't Half-Life 3. Half-Life Alex is currently sitting at a very impressive 92 on Metacritic, which means that in just a few days, we've had three high-quality games come out. You got Half-Life Alex. you got Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons. The oh father, God, the right. son, and Alex. My um, father and son, Alex. <laughs> it's a great time to be a gamer, even if it's a time for, well, everything else. You'd think you'd have more time to play video games when you're trapped in your house, but instead you're fighting with the internet all day so you can just do your job. Work. Work never changes. For a lot of people, Half-Life Alex might feel like the first real VR game, and lots of people have theorized that it could be the first real system seller for VR. Right, Zach? That's right, Patrick. Yeah, so MPD analyst Matt Piscatella thinks that the future of VR could turn on how well Half-Life Alex does. He recently tweeted, Can't remember a single game with the potential of being as critical to its platform success as Half-Life Alex is to premium VR gaming. So there's a lot riding on Half-Life Alex, you know, kind of especially when it comes to VR. And if these reviews are to be believed, it's a very, very good game. Uh, we have to trust them because I don't have a, I can't afford a VR. I played it yesterday. It's insane. It's so cool because it's like you have control over your all your hands. You can like grab stuff like you do in real life. And like it's very much what you think a VR game should be and hasn't been able to be yet. Like it's, it's at that point. Okay. Careful, Autumn. You know how impressionable I am when it comes to buying things. IGN gave the newest Half-Life a perfect score saying Half-Life Alex has set a new bar for VR in interactivity, detail, and level design, showing what can happen when a world-class developer goes all-in on the new frontier of technology. Game Informer also had high praise, right, Zach? Yeah, they said it's a must-play game worthy of the series' legacy. There are the stunning set pieces, beautiful world, and smart writing stand out no matter the medium, and mark a return to form for Valve. If you were waiting for a killer app before you made the investment into virtual reality, this is it. Others said that it shows just how much potential there is in VR if a big-time studio sinks enough resources and effort into developing it. Games Radar said, this is hands-down the best virtual reality money can buy right 
right now and feels like a tantalizing promise of just what the big game studios could achieve if they are willing to put their time and money into creating a AAA experience for VR platforms. Of course, Valve is also in a unique position to make this kind of thing, a fully featured AAA game for a platform that is still emerging and doesn't have a giant user base. Valve is privately owned, so they don't have to worry about shareholders, and they're flush with all those years of Steam cash. So they can make a game like this that might not necessarily have a huge return on investment, but it can serve to push VR forwards as a technology. Also, I don't know if this is like getting ahead of the script, but six things that Valve waited until now, you know, they always said that the next installment of Half-Life would come when the technology was ready. So when Half-Life 2 came, that's because they were very specifically basing it around all the physics capabilities in that game because there was so much like the puzzle solving and the getting around the world that had to do with that physics engine. There's a lot of interviews that say, you know, they waited until that technology was ready before releasing Half-Life 2. So it kind of just makes sense that following the same trend for what would be the third Half-Life entry. That is later in the script. God damn yeah, it! Yeah, we talk about. <laughs> but we none of us cut you off though, so that's it's cool, true. right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I appreciate your enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And your your Lawrence Sontagness in this moment. Don't <laughs> resign though. We're not really in a position where we can lose people. Yeah, that might be exactly what Valve wants to do. They're big believers in VR, and they might have decided that if nobody else is going to make the VR killer app, well, then they just do it themselves. So Valve made a great game. Valve is back, baby. But that still leaves open the question: Why did it take them so long to do this? Why did they leave one of the biggest franchises in gaming dormant for so long? All that money left on the table. Yeah, Half-Life 3, or more accurately, Half-Life 2 Episode 3 has been one of the biggest mysteries in gaming for a long time now. Ooh. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> it's coming from inside the company. It's been more than 12 years since Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ended on a cliffhanger, and then nothing. Uh, there's been reams of speculation as to why we never got Half-Life 3, but now one Valve developer opened up as to why that never actually happened. IGN interviewed a level designer, Dario Casali, who had been at Valve since 1996. He's definitely an old schooler when it comes to Valve. Uh, and during the interview, he gave us an answer as to why Half-Life 3 never actually happened. We do not have a half alive at Omega. There's only two halves. How? There's no third half. I wanted to eat a lunch. How am I supposed to eat a lunch if I have to make a game? I made a sauce that take a 20 years to stew. I can make a game or I can take a nap. I'm going to take a nap every time, cabish? And the answer is, well, okay, there's several reasons. It sounds like they had concepts, but they weren't happy with any of them. Plus, Kasali said that Valve was worried about scope creep in the episodes, which were originally supposed to be smaller releases that only took about a year to make. Or maybe the person that's been taking all my mouthwash. <laughs> the scope creep. Meanwhile, the company was anxious to put researchers into developing the new Source 2 engine. It all combined to turn half a... We have to shoot the daily. Meanwhile, the company was anxious to put resources into developing the new Source 2 engine. It all combined to turn Half-Life 3 into the biggest piece of vaporware in gaming history. Yeah, Casali said that after Half-Life 2 took six years to develop, they decided they didn't want to go dark that long before the next installment, which is extremely ironic in hindsight. That's where the idea of episodes came along. He said that we thought, well, we have the stable technology now. We understand the characters. We understand the story. We have most of the mechanics. Let's just bite off little chunks and then release more often. Yeah, so the plan was to develop and release each episode in a year, so it worked at first, but by episode two, he said, they'd found themselves creeping ever forward towards, well, let's just keep putting more and more and more and more stuff in this game because we want to make it as good as we can. And then we realized these episodes are turning more to sequels. Another contributing factor was that Half-Life games weren't just games from Valve's perspectives. They used Half-Life games to push technology forwards, whether it's a new engine or whatever. They're the James Cameron of, of gaming. Is They're not going to make Avatar 
until the tech's ready. And they're gonna invent that tech themselves. Guys, I'd ask you not to joke. The shooting's been delayed because of the pandemic, okay? How, what I does know. it say about that country that I you said that and I, I was like immediately like, oh, like the gunfight's <laughs> been delayed. Oh, I did kind of think that too. I was like, what's shooting? <laughs> Did we have a shooting plan? A shooting and they delayed it? Because Ollie said that after episode two, they were looking for what is going to make that next big impact. And it seems like nothing did. They did work on some Half-Life based project, but obviously nothing ever got released. Because Ollie said that we were never really happy with what we came up with. Yeah, and at Valve, if they're not happy with the project or it just isn't working out, they won't release it. Uh, so the short answer is that they just never came out with something they were happy enough to release. That's kind of the, the long short of it. Plus at that point, there was a lot of expectation around the Half-Life series, obviously, and Valve surely felt the weight of that. If they were going to release Half-Life 3, it had to be good. But obviously nothing they came up with was up to snuff, because maybe nothing they could have come up with would have been up to snuff. Meanwhile, Valve was already working on the Source 2 engine, and Casali said they didn't want to make a new Half-Life game at the same time. Yeah, Casali told IGN, we didn't want to make that same Half-Life 2 mistake again of working on Source 2 and the next Half-Life game at the same time, because that created a lot of pain the first time we tried to do that. So instead, they ultimately just moved on to other things. We eventually got what seemed like a synopsis of Half-Life 3, plot from former Valve writer Mark Laidlaw, but nothing official. This does leave the question open though, now that Valve's making Half-Life games again, could they finally wrap things up with 3? The reception to Alex seems great, so it's shown that gamers and critics still have a lot of love for the series, so it's not crazy to think that they'll give it another shot. Yeah, or maybe they'll wait to release it for the Valve brain implant in 2030. Either way, we've got a new Half-Life game, so let's just enjoy that for now. Yeah. You can put it on the Cybertruck, right? Take my brain! <laughs> I want the first thing I want is just Half-Life when we go digital in the mind. I don't want my I don't want my loved ones. I don't want my cherished memories downloaded. I want fucking Half-Life. I would I like them to directly insert VR porn into my brain. <laughs> I want to look both ways. I'm <laughs> off. 